Coming up on this episode of Star Wars Tonight, we're talking about the scary moments of the Star Wars universe. And we're doing it, well, right now. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the first debut week of nightly Star Wars live podcasting. It is Star Wars Tonight. I'm your host, Riley Blanton. Welcome. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Please delete as appropriate. Man, I'm so excited. I love that part, too. That, that one part of the song really gets me jammed up. Uh, folks, welcome back. It's Star Wars Tonight. I'm so excited to be back full time. We did a test episode or two last week, but we're back. And we are live at Facebook.com slash Star Wars Report, the new home, until they kick us off, of, uh, of Star Wars Tonight. So I'm very excited to be here and very, very excited to be podcasting once again. This time last year, I was just ramping up a Star Wars Tonight as we got ready for... The Force Awakens. But, ladies and gentlemen, man, we ain't messing around. Like, we did a 30-day countdown to The Force Awakens. Here, Star Wars Tonight returns with, you know, I don't even know the full number. It's like a, it's more like a 42-day countdown. Uh, in fact, it's uh, Monday, October 31st, Halloween. And so I figured we'd have a fun little uh, episode of Star Wars Tonight with uh, a good friend of mine and yours. He's the producer of the Star Wars Report podcast and a big helper of us here on this project as we launch Star Wars Tonight again. It's Mr. Bruce Gibson. What's going on, Bruce? Happy Halloween, Riley. Ha, 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 ha. Yes. Yes. Ooh. I feel like I, it, it is kind of sad we don't have Mark Harleman here because he would have the best laugh ever. We we all know what he's doing tonight. He's at the haunted house. So oh, he's yeah. been doing like every night and he's losing his voice. Mm-hmm. That he is. That he is. Yeah. No, it's absolutely. So let's uh this is kind of a casual show. This is really the show that we're gonna document the day by day ins and outs of Rogue One as it ramps up. And I'm very excited because there are a couple changes to the show from last year. As you remember last year, we had four amazing co-hosts that co-hosted every day, Monday through Thursday, and then we would do a bonus show on Friday. Uh, now, what we're doing, we're doing a very similar format this year, but we're expanding. We're starting earlier, and we have a much, much uh, larger stable of guests hosts uh, who have been willing to come on. So we're going to have a lot of personalities. This week, it's going to be a lot of personalities from the Star Wars Report Network. Uh, and uh, then as we move into next week, we're going to have a lot of other Star Wars podcasters, bloggers, creatives, maybe voice actors. You never know. We're going to have a lot of great folks on. A lot of stuff's a lot of irons are in the fire, Bruce, uh, for Star Wars tonight. But let's not mess around. Enough about, enough about all that. Let's get into the scariest moments of Star Wars. What's a, what's, if I say scary moment in Star Wars, is there like a moment that jumps dr- directly to your mind? As of recently, it's those spider things on Rebels. Mm. What are the... the um, yes. They're, uh, I have no idea what they're called. <laughs> they're Krikna, I think, or something like that. She lobs children is what I call them. <laughs> they look, you know what they remind me of? And this is why they creep me out, because when I was a kid, my dog, he used to go out into the woods and everything. He'd get ticks, and the ticks would grow up like bigger and bigger and bigger to the point that they're like these big green round things, and you could like pull them off of him and smush them, and all this blood would come out. It was disgusting. Oh, my goodness. Oh. That's what these things remind me of. Oh. 
you got us off on the right start, sir. <laughs> See, I told you. <laughs> it's interesting because, uh, and, and you know what, uh, sound off in the chat as well. What are some of the biggest uh, moments that you think of when it comes to uh, when it comes to scariest moments in Star Wars, because that's the thing. It, it, I don't think most people think of Star Wars as like a horror genre, but it is kind of. It has its scary moments. I like that Star Wars is a space space fantasy at its core, but it it like it dabbles in a lot of different genres. You have the romance, you have the action adventure, you have sort of the pure fantasy elements, and you have no shortage of of horror moments. There are Two that jump to mind for me, and I think what we'll do, let's Bruce. I think let's each round. Up. We'll we'll ping pong back and forth with our top three in no particular order, of course. But uh, we'll ping pong back and forth. We'll see if we overlap at all too. But okay. uh, my, the number one scary moment in Star Wars, I think of. Uh, well, there are really two that are closely tied. But I'll tra- talk. Uh, I'll start off with the one that I think of most of all, and that's because of my sister Bethany, <laughs> who does not like this moment at all. And to this day, if you were to sit down and queue up Empire Strikes Back and my sister were anywhere in the room uh, at that at the same time you <laughs> if you go get to the scene when they're stranded inside the space slug and they hear the noise uh, and suddenly boom on the windshield of the Millennium Falcon is this disgusting creature what are they what are they called again I'm I'm not Minox Minox thank you Minox. Uh, every time to this day, I'm sure Bethany has seen this film a hundred times, uh, will jump out of her skin. And so it's a scary moment that kind of got me a little bit the first time, but mostly I think of it because uh, it reliably makes me laugh every time. It is hilarious. Well, it's like you know it's coming because we've seen it so much, but every once in a while it still gets me because I think it's like you expect it sooner and then it doesn't come and then it comes out louder when it finally hits the windshield. And you're, and you're almost like Leia. What? You know, uh, yeah. it's crazy. I am not a committee. There's so much great dialogue in that part. Ah, um, mm. um, so uh, that would be my that would be my number one. What's your number one, Bruce? Or did you just give your number one? I'm trying to think now. So, yeah, I don't know if that would be my number one. Let's if if I'm sticking to the movies, the yeah. thing that I remember the most that as a kid when I saw The Empire Strikes Back, when I saw Luke in the cave, yes, the cave. When Luke is in the cave and Vader, oh, he strikes Vader with a lightsaber and the helmet falls and and breaks apart and there's Luke's face, that freaked me out as a kid. Yeah. No, that's that's a good point. That's um that that is a great one because there I I think if we're if we had to pick one film, a lot of this is good, is Empire stuff because that's a that's a legitimately I think that's the closest to Game of Thrones that you'll ever get. Star Wars is that <laughs> dream sequence uh, on on Dagobah because it is such a surreal surreal moment. There's nothing else like it in the entire Star Wars saga. Um. And it's such a poignant moment too, because it's the it's the moment where you, as the audience, and Luke discover the potential for what might happen, uh, and that you could, in fact, embrace your dark side, and that by vanquishing and killing and embracing the dark side, you might actually just be giving in to the very thing you're trying to defeat. Mm. Mm. Yes. It's like but speaking of Empire Strikes Back, Swar in the chat says uh, Luke and his hand chopped off. Oh yeah, that's a tough one. See, I knew it was coming. That's my problem. I there's there is still to this day too much stuff that I knew about going in to see Empire. Mm. Yes. You know the biggest surprise for me? 
uh, what? was the way that um, Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru were killed. I knew they were killed. I had no idea it was like that. In fact, I'm making that my number two moment. Uh, <laughs> that's my number two moment is the, the the charred remains. It looked like something straight out of The Walking Dead. Now, uh, well, maybe not quite after that season premiere. But anyway, uh, <laughs> the uh, it reminded me of uh, that. That's that's a tough moment too. That emotional moment. So that's I'm I am emphatically making that my number two. Your number two. That's that's a good number two because I I never noticed the charred remains of them for like year. Like after several viewings, it took me the longest time to actually notice that. I guess I was always looking somewhere else in the picture. So by the time I saw that, I was like, "Ew, was that always there?" Because that is kind of disgusting. Yeah, yeah. Skeletons and blah, 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 blah. but anyway, my number two. I don't know. Okay, I and this isn't really a maybe this isn't all that scary. But when I saw. Uh, Attack of the Clones, when Shimmy dies in Anakin's arms and the way her head just falls back and her eyes are like up in her head, <laughs> yeah. I was like, ew, that looks kind of gruesome. <laughs> that is, you know, that kind of is. I never thought about that moment that way because when I first watched Attack of the Clones, I, um, when I first watched Attack of the Clones, that moment was so impactful for me. There was something about his. Of all the th- of all the problems, legitimate pro- acting problems with the Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones, um, the one thing I think Hayden Christensen did very well in Attack of the Clones because I legitimately think he was just wasn't equipped well to to have a convincing uh, romance uh, scenes. Uh, he did the chemistry just wasn't there, but he, he w- didn't have you there telling him how to be romantic. <laughs> sure, sure. Actually, <laughs> actually, based on the evidence, he probably did. Um, no, no. Uh, <laughs> So, but it made me think of um, it, that that moment. While kind of gruesome that I think about it, for me, that was one of the few moments that uh, I teared up in a in a Star Wars movie. I I don't you normally cry in movies, but I do get choked up a lot. Um, and that was definitely one of those moments I really got choked up because that's the part of Hayden Christensen's performance that fell right in with Jake Lloyd's performance in The Phantom Menace, and that's the relationship with his mom, with Shmi. And I always thought that 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 tragedy really bore itself, honestly, even though it was less of a point of the films, that tragedy, the loss of his mom, was kind of better portrayed in some ways than than the one of Revenge of I don't know. Yeah, I I think you're right. I I didn't get as choked up as you. I didn't cry, but... uh... I did in uh, Revenge of the Sith. I know we're going off topic by saying this, but uh, when the Jedi were being killed, Order sixty six—that's what got me. Yeah, no, that 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 one definitely got to me the most. The most emotionally impactful moment, which is kind of a series of moments, so I'm cheating, but is Revenge of the Sith. Well, we'll have, maybe we'll have another chance to do that and kind of talk some of the more broadly emotional p- impacts because. Man, Revenge of the Sith is one of those that really hits home on a, a lot of levels, especially that third act, man. That point when freaking Yoda and the Emperor, the newly declared Emperor, are in like the pillar in the cen- center of the Senate. It's like symbolic as they rise and the greatest good fights the greatest evil. <sighs> yeah. For those of you who don't like Revenge of the Sith, come at me, bro. That's all I'm saying. Um <laughs> Yeah. So okay. Well, let's 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 round them out then, man. Uh, I, we've got to talk our number three, uh, and so this might be the most significant one as far as scary Star Wars moments go. I've got to put in a confession, a serious confession, man. One I have never deigned to admit on air. Ooh, I'm a, so intrigued. A secret 
which has gnawed away at Riley's heart for years. Seriously, and this is something you've never shared before. No, it's not. I, I'm a pretty, I'm a pretty straight laced kid. Not gonna yeah. lie, right? Like I'm a, I, I, I'm known to not be the guy who gets who gets in trouble. I'm not the Jar Jar Binks of the group. I am not, I am not the. <laughs> <laughs> Elon Sleazy Bagano, the group, <laughs> to reference the one drug dealer I know in Star Wars. I'm I'm pretty straight laced, right? Like like I, yeah. I I don't I don't stray far from the from the straight and narrow, as they say. No, you're an open book too. But I feel like I have to make this confession the, on this G. Halloween night, 2016, and that is the scariest moment that terrified me most. What was when I was about. 12 years old, 11 years old, somewhere in there. Would have been like early aughts. Uh, and I, at this, at this time, there was a taped off of TV version of Star Wars A New Hope that had been in the family for like 10 years. It was like taped off TV like in the late 90s sometime. And this thing had been calling to me for years. I want because as you know, we have the family tradition of all getting together and watching a Star Wars movie for the first time together. Not right. before, but when every it's it's sort of it's <laughs> it's like a nerd bar mitzvah for us. It's a big event, right? Mazeltov. Exactly. And and I found myself um uh finding an excuse to kind of go into the spare bedroom and just kind of sneak under my arm the the VHS tape taped off of TV, which I'd known was there for years, and just kind of, you know, just insert like the hear the word word as it goes in, click, click. <laughs> and then as the auto-tuning feature, the auto-scanning feature of the VHS tape slowly fades into view, and I see a kind of fuzzy four by four uh ratio uh TV version of a new hope. It's right uh, at the beginning of the Death Star chase sequence uh, inside the Death Star when they're escaping the prison cell and the shootouts taking place. And of course, the scene that takes place right under, after that is the scene that, I'm, uh, th- that I associate to this day as the most scary in all of Star Wars, and that's the Dianoga. Because, dude, the way that sequence is shot is a straight-up horror film. It is a straight-up horror film. The deadly silence, the wondering what's happening. Something bad happens, but they escape. But then, oh, something worse happens. And, oh, he's getting struggled. Luke! Wow. I mean, yeah, the build-up to that scene was like the build-up to the story. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) He's just waiting for something bad to come out of it. (laughs) It's it's so true. It is... Oh, it's so true. So that that you know, you just putting in VHS tape is actually kind of scary to me <laughs> because it's like I never want to go back to those tapes. <laughs> that is so true. Oh, dude, it is so true. All right, so so there we go. That that, ladies and gentlemen, is uh, is Riley's uh, top three. Do you have one? Do you want to round us out? I'm gonna round us out. All right. Okay, this one I don't think you saw coming. Okay. Here it comes. All right, ready. Mm-hmm. It's coming. It's creeping up to you. It's the Wrath Tars in The Force Awakens. <gasps> really? Interesting. Yes. I mean, they don't scare me now, but the first time I watched it, I was like, whoa. Like, were like, these things, like, I don't know what's going to happen. Like, like, it's just like all over the place. And they make all that sound and they're all over the place. It's, it's kind of creepy. Can I be honest? Yes. The, the Wrath Tars? When it, so I had to... I had, to, I, had, I had to take a restroom break the second screening of 
The Force Awakens. So this was on Friday. And we were going to see it in 3D. And I realized this was a fact. And there was one scene that I chose to take that break. And that was the Rathtar scene. I'm not a fan of the Rathtars. I'm not going to lie. That might be the one nitpicky thing in, in The Force Awakens. Like, I'm, I am loath to criticize the film because I think so many of the criticisms levied at it are just sort of souped up, for lack of a better term. But man, but that one is a little... It's, it's awfully Indiana Jonesy, right? Yeah, yeah. It didn't feel like something you would see in a Star Wars movie. I'm with you. I mean, the first... When I've seen it, it's like, I'm not really sure if they belong there, but I've come to accept it now. But when I first saw it... Um, I thought they were kind of creepy looking. I mean, there's not much in Star Wars that really scares me or anything, but I just remember thinking those were really creepy. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, Suara in the chat was like, yeah, they are legit scary. And it, that will say that. They did surprise me that first time. It was that second viewing where I was like, I knew what happened. So, and no, you got so scared you had to go to the bathroom. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah, no, it scared me clean out of the theater. And you went crying because we know you like to cry in Star Wars movies, so you're crying in the bathroom about Raftars. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, maybe, maybe we don't have to. We don't have to do that. We don't have to do that. Wow! Seriously, guys, thanks so much for being a part of this uh, this special live Halloween edition. Because here's the honest here's the honest to goodness truth. I mean, we know that uh, that most of everybody should be out trick or treating. So for the folks who stopped by live, thank you so much for uh, for stepping on board. We really do appreciate it and uh, had a great time. We'll be back tomorrow, same time, seven p.m. Uh, Eastern Standard Time every weeknight. Every weeknight we'll be streaming live at facebook.com slash Star Wars Report. And that's where we'll be broadcasting all of the nightly Star Wars Tonight episodes as well as the uh, Star Wars Report podcast, the flagship podcast on Saturdays. So uh, that's because we're crazy. That's what we're doing. We're doing daily live content. We're nuts. We're nuts. Now, here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. Here's what you need to know. You what? Uh, the Star, Star Wars Tonight needs you, he said, pointing directly at the camera, uh, needs you to uh, contribute. And there are two ways that I'd like you to consider doing so. Number one is iTunes, because here's the reality. We're back in the feed, right? I just updated the new cover art that Matt Rushing did. Great stuff. Uh, such a great guy. Aggressive Negotiations Podcast. Check it out. Uh, he did our new Rogue One-themed Star Wars Tonight artwork. And so I did that, went into the iTunes, updated the feed, and then I realized, of course, this feed has been dead since, like, January last year. So no one's, like, it's literally at the bottom of all of the iTunes because, well, we went dead because it was a 30-day countdown. So now that we're back, it's very important. If you have not had a chance to review this podcast, we want you to head over to StarWarsReport.com slash Star Wars Tonight iTunes. It's all run together. Or just search for Star Wars Tonight in the iTunes store. And the next uh, handful, in fact, I, I can guarantee the next five reviewers, we have really cool giveaways. In fact, uh, the camera's kind of pointing back at a bookshelf from some really great stuff. So the next five people who leave iTunes reviews, simply just email us, starwarsreport at gmail.com, starwarsreport at gmail.com. Uh, just email, leave your iTunes review, uh, email us your new username that you did, and we have a Darth Maul Disney Infinity figure that we're going to be giving, giving away. We have two Hot Wheel diecast figures, as well as a, uh, a six-inch 
Snowtrooper. Although I think that one's claimed. I, th- I just saw an email come through today. So action now. We've got some really cool prizes, some posters and other things that we're giving away. And that's where we're, we're going to be doing this the whole holiday season. We've got a great stash of stuff. We're going to be doing giveaways, even some charity stuff. I, mean, I think we're going to do some of that as well with all this. So that's the first way. And number two, the second way, if you want to directly actually financially support what we're doing every night, you can do so at patreon.com slash Star Wars Report. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Star Wars Report. And that's how you can support us as we do this nightly podcasting. And we do appreciate everyone who tuned in live. It was a great time. Seriously, thanks, everybody. Uh, great, great, great time. Uh, and then come back tomorrow, same time, every weeknight. And, uh, and you can find Bruce. Bruce, where can you fi- be found on the old internet? You can find me on Twitter at Admiral underscore Rex as the Star Wars Tonight show rises from the dead. Yes. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> you can find me on Twitter. It's at the Riley Guy, and uh, of course, StarWarsReport.com is where all the episodes will be posted. We're on iTunes. We'll be on the Google Play Store soon. I'll be uploading us there and uh, and all that good stuff. So we'll see you next time. May the Force be with you, and uh, and may may you know what? May the spirit of that galaxy far, far away be with you tonight. Until tomorrow, folks. Good night, everybody. This has been a production of the Star Wars Report Podcast Network. We do thank you for uh, tuning in. Remember, all opinions expressed are those of the host who do not represent Lucasfilm, Disney, or the StarWarsReport.com greater hierarchy. Until next time, may the Force be with you. I just... I just look for excuses. <laughs> look for excuses to play that. All right, let me start, shut off the old recorder here. Boom! There we go. That I I call it a success, sir.